Well, hello and welcome back to Dabs and Death with Dabby Mama 710 here on this uh, beautiful evening. It's like 11:25 in the at night. <laughs> I'm about ready to do a dab and get ready to talk about TV shows and true crime documentaries that I've watched this last year. And I'm dabbing on Death Star Indica right now, which is a Shatter, and it's a very strong Indica. Kind of all I have right now, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I have other stuff, but it's the only package that I have open right now. <laughs> okay, here it goes. Dabaruni! Dabadoobie! Get my cab carb cap. That little ball keeps getting stuck in the hole. Don't you hate that? Anyway, all right. I am medicated. I am ready to talk about some groovy shit. Okay, put my dab cart away. I actually have some clay crafts and sitting in front of me that I'm gonna get started on tonight too. I slept all day, so I'm like. I'm up now. It's midnight. I'm ready to party. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I was, I watch a lot of freaking TV. I mean, I'm disabled. I'm at home 24-7. I don't leave my house. I haven't seen humans uh, except for my own kids in so long. I don't remember what they look like. Just kidding. Uh, mostly, uh, you know, people online. I have a lot of friends online. Anyway, so... TV shows, the, the, most of these are all on streaming services, and almost everybody out there has one of these streaming services. It's usually a Hulu, a Netflix, or an HBO that has the best true crime and serial killing um, a documentary or docu-series uh, episodes I've ever seen. Like, really good shit. Now, the first one I'm going to talk about because it's like my favorite. It's my homage to my female serial killers, Deadly Women on Hulu is one of my favorites dude it's so cheesy it's good okay if you know what that means like because it is like filmed like in the day like before marijuana was legal okay let's just put it that way because they even use cannabis as like and he was smoking the cannabis and he turned or she turned on her husband because she was loaded on marijuana and they like try to blame marijuana for a couple of murders it's kind of funny you get kind of mad at a couple of the episodes because uh one of the retired criminal profilers from the fbi her name is candace d long and she's like the main girl on this show that does a lot of the interviews she has a lot of puns and stuff she's kind of funny but she is super serious uh with some of her quotes on her show and I mean, she's, she's good. She's, you know, it's an entertaining show. I mean, there's three in each episode. There's three stories. One of them is actually Lizzie Borden. And it was like the entire episode was about Lizzie Borden. But all the other episodes have three stories, three short stories of female serial killers. Um, and they all have a theme. Like one episode would be about teenagers murdering or romance gone awry. Um, there's so many uh, money 
sex, drugs, and money. That's basically what it comes down to. Cheating. Lots of cheaters. Lots of uh, financial stuff. Women usually kill over money. <clears throat> Abuse and money. When their husbands are abusing them or something like that is when they usually snapped. There's a lot of old stories in there too, like from the 1800s and 1900s, and those are the ones that really grasp my attention. Because um, most of them got away with murder. Anyway, so that's a good show. Definitely watch that. It's all about females. Scammers, too. There's a bunch of scammers. But all of them end in death. Every single one. Uh, number two, I would say The American Crime Story. People versus OJ. That one's on Netflix and FX. OJ Simpson trial from the 1990s. If you haven't heard about it, I don't know what to tell you. Google that shit. OJ Simpson was tried for the murder of his wife. Well, they were divorced at the time. Or getting a divorce uh, Nicole Brown and then I have like a whole story about this because I remember the the TV chase the car chase on the TV we were all sitting around just like chilling out and the news came on and every TV show was breaking that OJ Simpson was fleeing on the freaking freeway going 100 miles an hour or some dude driving him and he was in the back seat and the whole entire freeway in Orange County to LA was just like everybody off the freeway it was just like a full-blown it was insane i've never seen anything like it before in my life the 90s had some really crazy shit in la um watts riots <clears throat> my dad was like actually there for the watts riots and that was uh in the 90s over the rodney king stuff so yeah i have a lot of history with california and uh, the 90s. <laughs> anyway, this miniseries is really good because John Travolta's in it, David Schwimmer's in it. It's about uh, the Kardashians as well because the Kardashian, um, Kim and uh, Kim's dad, uh, I forgot his name, something Kardashian. He is, he's the one with the money. He's like an Arabian prince or some shit like that. And he, or an attorney. He's an attorney now, but he was an attorney for... Uh, OJ during this time he was like his best friend rich and also on the side he had an attorney license not that he actually practiced it but he had a license to practice and then when his best friend got busted of course he stepped in as like his legal team you know him and like Johnny Shapiro and all the fucking characters uh, it's, it's such a good one though like I've seen other dramatizations of the OJ Simpson trial and this one people versus OJ American Crime Story on Netflix hands down really really good very intriguing and straight to the point okay and then the third one i would this one this one blew my mind my fucking mind the serpent on netflix it's about a couple in i think they were in south america i don't have the exact details but i remember watching it it was last year or the year before i watched it and i couldn't stop binge watching this shit it was so crazy so this couple decided he was he was a con artist anyway the girl wasn't but she went along with a lot of this shit so she got in trouble too but his girlfriend was kind of like okay i'll do anything you say because she was afraid of getting killed because he was kind of like literally a snake in the grass like he found tourists 
in South America walking the streets. He always dressed really nice. He was super handsome, very charismatic. And he would walk up to him and be like, oh, you need a place to stay tonight. I will party with you. Let's go party, you know, and like get them all. And it was the 70s. People were like, you know, traveling crazy in the 70s. If you don't know anything about the hippie culture, hippies traveled like effing crazy. They were all over the map. And there were serial killers all over over the place getting ready to kill these tourists because they were dumb because they were like American or Canadian and they're just like young kids going I'm gonna go and travel the world stupid anyway a lot of them died and this one uh, he befriended them uh, he stole their money he made them like drug out he drugged them out completely and then he would steal their money their passports valuables to resell and also murder them he killed like they can even count how many people he killed. It was like a couple of dozen people at least. And this was down in the 70s. Uh, 70s in the South America. I can't remember what country it was. Anyway, the serpent. The next one. I haven't seen this one, but this was listed as one of the a good one to watch on Amazon Prime. I didn't know there was that much on Amazon Prime. It's really hard to find a category of true crime documentaries or any movies and stuff on Amazon Prime. I wish they would change their fucking platform so outdated anyway that's my little bitch fizz on amazon prime video uh this one's called des d-e-s just three letters <clears throat> david Tennant from doctor who plays dennis nilson a scottish serial killer who preyed on men and young boys in the 70s through 80s in london so this one's pretty crazy. I need to give this one. I need to watch it. I'm like writing it down right now. Watch this one. I've watched all the other ones I wrote down, but this is the only one that I was like, you know what? I need to write that down because I want to watch it. Um, and I love David Tennant. He was like in Harry Potter. So he has like that dark. He can go dark. He played a dark character in Harry Potter. He plays he plays a dark character in uh, Good Omens. He plays a, a dark character just in about every movie or show that besides Doctor Who. He was in as dark. Or some type of, like, bad guy, a villain. He was even in that Jessica Jones Marvel show on Netflix. And he played the villain on that one, too. He's just a really good villain actor. I love David Tennant. Anyways... I'm going to watch that one tonight. And then we have number five. I like Mind Hunter. This one's an actual TV show. Not, it's a true, it's a true stories of the serial killers, but the, uh, I think the FBI agents are made up. I don't really know exact details, but I've watched a few episodes. I'm on like episode seven of season one right now. And this one's on Netflix. Uh, 1970s FBI agents are tasked with interviewing and profiling serial killers for the first time. So it's a really like getting into the interview process of what profilers started doing back in the 70s and how they wanted to go about protocols and how to ask questions like, did you start doing this when you were a child? Did you mutilate animals? You know, the, the, uh, they call it categorying, you know, it's profiling, um, putting them in a, a category because a serial killer is a completely different animal of a person. It's not even anything that you could ever even fathom or imagine being a serial killer. They have no empathy. They have no sympathy. They have no emotions towards the kill or even talking about the kill. They actually kind of glamorize it. And I mean, they're sociopaths. There's nothing to, you could never relate to a sociopath unless you are one yourself. 
um, this uh, they so they talked to the main killers of the decade, and in the 70s was the biggest decade of serial killers that I've ever known. We've got Ed Kemp, Manson, Speck, Speck. Ooh, he is a nasty. Richard Speck, yucky. You name it, confessions, etc. Really good show. And then they've got like details, like you know they're their relationships outside of the FBI profiling and their jobs like each actor has their own lives and wives and girlfriends and a little bit of this it's a little it's a drama show it's it's pretty good it's written pretty well it's a little slow so if you're not into a slow paced show I probably wouldn't recommend it because it is it took me a while to get into the first like episode or two I was like <clears throat> Ed Kemp was really interesting but other than that I got kind of bored <laughs> I want to watch the death stuff I'm, I'm weird anyway so number six i got killer inside the mind of aaron hernandez netflix special three-part docuseries about the rise fall and death by suicide of nfl football player yes you heard it here nfl football player aaron hernandez after he was sentenced to life after murdering odin lloyd in 2013 very crazy docuseries I strongly suggest watching it. Um, there's a lot of uh, co- confessions too, and uh, from girlfriend and family members and stuff, and how and and friends that worked with him, you know, because he was an NFL football player. So they had to interview some of the football players. So it's a very interesting. If you're into sports and murder, this one's definitely one to like show your husband or or boyfriend or someone that's totally into like crazy crimes of the century this one it marks it it goes right down in history and then we have of course number seven ted bundy falling for a killer on amazon prime this docuseries ted bundy's longtime girlfriend elizabeth kendall her daughter molly and other survivors break their silence about the infamous serial killer it is real pictures real interviews real videos of him interacting with his girlfriend and his and her daughter and knowing that he killed all those women and then he goes home to this beautiful family he would murder somebody and then go straight home like dexter he's like they kind of like i think the inspiration for dexter was a little bit off of ted bundy's character because he was handsome and charismatic but not too charismatic not too charming it is like he's right in that cusp of like you want to approach him but you're just not 100 percent sure because ted bundy was handsome but he also had that unibrow what the fuck like he is just a little strange he liked to approach people and dexter was kind of like that too and plus he had like a secret life with rita and her kids and then you know because serial killers they want to try to like blend in as much as they can so you might be married to one too i'm just kidding (laughs) okay the next story warning of child abuse i'm just gonna let you know the details in this case are absolutely atrocious and disgusting but the awareness of i guess knowing that there is people out there that are this disgusting that would do this to their own child uh the trials of gabriel fernandez on netflix it's a six-part mini-series details of 2013 abuse and murder of their eight-year-old son in palmdale california the details i don't even want to get into it right now but it is disgusting like they locked well they locked him in a box and didn't feed him they his cage was like a crate 
he had a crate that he lived in and he defecated and peed in there and did everything and had to eat whatever scraps that they gave him and they abused him horribly. This this little poor little boy went through the most horrendous of torture. Anyway, very sad. So if you're not into watching child abuse, if you get triggered or something, probably pass on that one. Definitely will trigger you. <clears throat> okay, the next one's funny. I find it funny. Uh, number nine, Tiger King. <laughs> Murder, Mayhem, and Madness. <laughs> Plus, there's that other one that just came out this year. This is an old article that I pulled up from the internet, but Tiger King has a second show, and this one is just basically about, like, the same shit that happened during the first show the joe exotic the eccentric zoo owner in oklahoma he was arrested for murder for hire case to kill carol baskin another tiger uh zoo owner in the same fucking area i don't know what the hell is going on in oklahoma but i'm staying the fuck out of that state i ain't ever going to oklahoma anyway i've never wanted to go to oklahoma i was in a play in high school called oklahoma <laughs> Oklahoma, where the tigers rip off your arms. Yeah, no, thank you. Goodbye. I don't need to go to a, a United States, our state, to go see exotic animals that literally will, like, eat your face off, like, in front of you. Like, come on, let's play with some tigers. Come on now. Stupid rednecks. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, okay, and then the next one um, is really sad. This is for the... Uh, Black History Month I wanted to there's not that many black stories unfortunately out there with true crime most serial killers are white uh, not a lot of black serial killers there's not a lot of black female serial killers or there is a lot of true crime serial killers or not killer just murderers there's a lot of black murderers but they don't serial kill they're more I don't know how to say it like uh, spontaneous there you go. So this one's on HBO Max. It's called Atlanta's Missing and Murdered, The Lost Children. Another really sad story. Docuseries attempts to make sense of an unsolved case, cases, sorry, involving the killings of more than 30 black children from the year of 1079. You hear that? 1079. That's a thousand years ago. To 1981 in... Atlanta. I think that's a typo. I think that's. I think it's 1979 to 1981. I'm gonna have to look that up because there's no way it could be 1079. What the fuck was I even thinking? It had to be 1979. 30 children, not 300 children. Yeah, there's no way. That's like a thousand years. There's no way that's documented. <laughs> Anyways, 19 is the 70s, the 80s, was just a few years. But these kids in Atlanta disappeared. They were murdered, and there's no. Nobody was ever arrested for these kids' deaths. It's really, really sad. Another really good one to definitely watch. And, you know, the, February is Black History Month, and I'm all for Black Lives Matters, and anybody that talks negatively against a black person or is racist gets cut off my life, like, out, not accepting any type of the racism negativity in my house in my life at all i cut out even family members we're talking birth parents i cut out people that i've known my entire life and i'm in my almost 50s so yep yeah, not going there anyway 
next subject <laughs> uh, 11 trial by media netflix this one's actually pretty good because each episode is different it covers a famous court case and it dissects how the media coverage impacted the outcome of each case so like certain like i remember like watching a certain case and wondering if because of the media and how much attention it got that why the jurors went a certain way and it was that was the case i was watching it and i was like oh, oh. i knew it i fucking knew it i knew it because i mean how could you not ignore the media when you're like in the middle of a murder case or a really big case uh, anything that that had a lot of in a lot of them didn't ha it would have to do with murder or something like that it's just a famous person <clears throat> anyway it is that one's good trial by media and then we got number 12 jeffrey epstein filthy rich on netflix both of these are on netflix too there's a lot on netflix i uh, just look up true crime on netflix in the search bar and you'll find a shit ton of stuff all these ones that i mentioned pretty much are all listed there uh, this one's based on the 2016 book of the same name jeffrey epstein filthy rich by james patterson who i adore four-part series tells the stories of epstein's survivors and sheds light on how he used his power and influence to commit sexual crimes against young children young women young girls underage and then you got that stupid bitch Giseline maxwell his little cohort she just got fucking indicted and she's like in jail right now too he already murdered her he already killed himself by suicide sure i think it was somebody who went in there to kill him to shut him up because he was going to talk that's another controversy <laughs> that one's a good one it is hard to watch because it has to deal with children anytime i watch a true documentary um with kids involved i have to like set myself up for it you can't just like dive into it especially if you're a parent yourself <laughs> blah, 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 blah. excuse me i'm gonna drink some water Mm. I'm almost done too, by the way. I only have like four more to cover. Three. Oh, the next one is actually really f interesting. It's called Dirty John. And this one's on Netflix. And it's a USA Netflix series. It's an anthology series in 2020. With the second season focusing on Betty Broderick convicted of murdering her ex-husband in 1989. Christian Slater plays the ex-husband. And it is a really good one. That one I would, it, it's like, you know, um, famous people playing like bad people. And I kind of like that. I love biopics. Biopics are fun. And this is an anthology series. So there's two seasons already out. I don't know what the next one's going to be. It might be in the 90s. They go by decade. The first one was like the 70s was a 70s murder. And then the second season was an 80s murder. And then the next one I think is going to be a 90s murder. Like they're doing it by uh, each decade. It's kind of cool. And that Betty Broderick one was like Costa Mesa, California, like where I grew up and shit. So I was like, oh, shit. Then we have Unsolved Mysteries back on Netflix. They rebooted it from the 80s. New and old crimes are now being solved due to the new forensic technology that's out there. So you got like, plus you got new crimes that are unsolved as well that have, you know, no evidence or something. But I like watching Unsolved Mysteries too, not just murder stories that are completely done and the guy went to prison i do get satisfaction watching documentaries that have an ending but unsolved mysteries i like to figure it out myself i'm a little bit of a sleuth i do a lot of internet research i do a lot of reading i do a lot of like 
just weird random I should have been a journalist just letting you know should have been would have been could have been and then the last one this one's crazy craziest craziest I left this one to the last because I thought you definitely got to watch this one it's called The Vow it's on HBO nine part yeah nine parts so it's nine episodes long uh, digs deep into the 1998 sex cult Nexium NXIVM and Keith Rainier with actress Allison Mack from Smallville. They had a sex cult and sex trafficking scam thing that was going on for like five fucking years in uptown New York with socialite extraordinaires like in charge of this shit and they were like recruiting other women and most of them were young women to have sex with this guy Keith Rainier who he called himself like some kind of like oh god what was it, like a cult he called himself something I was actually gonna do a complete separate episode just on this guy in the Nexium thing hold on I got a Lori Vallow one on here too that I want to do come on I got so much stuff written down oh Nexium sex cult okay leader Rainier Alan Rainier KR branding he branded his women too by the way uh Allison Mack another one she's the actress from Smallville female cult to prepare um them for Keith she was like a preparer she prepared these girls Sarah Edmonston she's the whistleblower victim recruiter for 12 years motive to create a sex cult Keith wanted sex with women so he made this self-awareness classes that people paid $15,000 for a week for classes but they were all lied to and they all had to be beautiful white skinny successful ex women with money he was also called the Vanguard. He nicknamed himself the Vanguard. If any man comes up to you and says, Hi, I'm the Vanguard. Run so far away. Get the fuck away from him. He a nasty creature. Anybody that has a nickname, like anything like that, it's time to goodbye. Uh, he was arrested in Mexico in a townhouse full of young women that were underage, by the way. He also had uh, masters. They're higher-ranked men and women that told slaves to give them orders. He ripped many of the women. He, he's just disgusting. Like, just an absolute slime ball. Slime. And then the next... Uh, the next time that we're on this uh, podcast, I actually might do... Um, you know what? Movies based on true crimes? Maybe I should just do... No, I'll do it another episode because this is already 30 minutes in and I only have 30 minutes left on Anchor to record. So I'll just do the movies based on true crimes. And that, actually, there's a lot of really good ones. that, And one of them, actually, I haven't seen yet. So maybe I should watch it before I record. <laughs> it's that trial of the Chicago 7, the Black Panther trial. I haven't seen that yet. So I got to watch that because that's, that, that's important to history anyways let's uh let's do um a quick i'm gonna take a puff off my vape pen right now heat it up it's <laughs> trying to blow into the microphone anyway you guys have a wonderful day or evening or whatever the hell you're listening to this and 
I hope to see you next time. And if you'd like to subscribe, um, hit the subscribe button, button and the follow button. And I also can accept donations now from my listeners. So I don't know where the link is. It should be in my profile or in the Anchor. It's probably on the Anchor app. I don't know exactly. I'd have to figure that out. I'm all new to this, guys. <laughs> this is all new to me. Anyway, you have a wonderful day. Goodbye.